Before we dive into the episode, I wanted to let you know I have a free on-demand masterclass called Five Steps to Writing a Novel Without Letting Perfectionism or Procrastination Get in the Way. In this free training, I cover things like where perfectionism comes from, how it's directly linked to procrastination, and what you can do right now to start making real progress with your writing. I also talk about the problem with popular plotting methods and how they can do more harm than good, especially if you're brand new to writing. And last but certainly not least, I share some of the most common mistakes I see writers make so you can avoid them and make this the year you finish your novel. If this sounds like something you're interested in, you can sign up for free at savannagilbo.com forward slash training. One more time, that's savannagilbo.com forward slash training to get your hands on this free masterclass. You always want to make sure to show readers how the events of the scene are affecting your point of view character. And to properly do this, you need to understand who your character is, what their worldview is, and what he or she values. You also need to have a sense of what your character is expecting, hoping for, or afraid of in each scene. This will help you frame how they understand or misunderstand what's happening around them. Welcome to the Fiction Writing Made Easy podcast. My name is Savannah Gilbo, and I'm here to help you write a story that works. I want to prove to you that writing a novel doesn't have to be overwhelming. So each week, I'll bring you a brand new episode with simple, actionable, and step-by-step strategies that you can implement in your writing right away. So whether you're brand new to writing or more of a seasoned author looking to improve your craft, this podcast is for you. So pick up a pen and let's get started. In today's episode, I'm going to share my top 10 tips for writing better scenes. And I'm super excited to go through these 10 tips today because the last episode I did on scene writing has been the most downloaded episode in the history of this podcast. So I know you all like hearing about writing scenes. Plus, it's one of my favorite things to talk about. I think I said this last time, but learning how to write a strong, well-structured scene has made the biggest difference in my own writing. I swear it's made the whole process easier and more straightforward. And it's not just me either. I know that mastering scene writing has been huge for the writers I work with too. So anyway, if you want to learn how to write a well-structured scene, go back and listen to episode number 40 of this podcast, where I talk all about the components you need to include in each and every one of your scenes. I will link to that episode in the show notes for easy reference. But for now, let's dive into my top 10 tips for writing better scenes. The very first tip I have for you is to stick to one point of view character per scene. And when I say this, I'm not saying don't use multiple point of view characters in your story. I'm just saying stick to one character's perspective in each scene. And there are a few reasons I recommend you do this. Reason number one is because it makes the reading experience more immersive for readers. By grounding readers in one point of view character per scene, you give readers the time and space to really be in that character's head, experiencing the events of the story as he or she does. This will also help you avoid head hopping, which can be a jarring experience for readers. The second reason is that it's just easier to write a well-structured scene when you stick to one character's perspective. If you're in one character's perspective, tracking that character's goal throughout the scene, it's easier to write something that's cohesive and it will be harder for you to go off on tangents that don't really matter. So that's tip number one, stick to one point of view character per scene. The second tip I have for you is to make sure the context of each scene is clear. And by that, I mean you need to ground the reader in time and place at the very beginning of each scene, especially in relation to the scene that came before it. So where is the scene happening? Has the location changed? If so, make that obvious to readers. How much time has passed since the last scene? Has it been an hour, three days, 10 months? Let readers know exactly how long it's been since we last saw this point of view character. 
And the reason this is so important is that if you're reading a book and you suddenly have no idea where or when the story is taking place, you're very likely going to stop reading, flip back a few pages, and try to figure out what the heck just happened. If there's no obvious answer, you're going to feel confused and you'll probably have to work pretty hard to get back into the zone of the story. So you're either going to take out your phone and try to see if anyone on the internet has had the same experience you did, or you're going to stop reading because now you don't really trust what's going on, or suddenly reading just feels like too much hard work. So to avoid doing this to your readers, you want to make sure that you orient the readers to space and time with the start of each new scene. And that's tip number two. The third tip I have for you is to make sure that your character has a specific goal in each and every scene. So what does your character want to achieve or accomplish or learn in this particular scene? Or what are they specifically trying to do? And their goal could literally be anything. It could be something as simple as your character wanting to go down to the river to fill up a bucket of water so that he can make breakfast for his family. It could be as complex as your character wanting to confront and defeat the evil dark lord so that humanity can survive. Regardless of what it is, your character needs to be trying to accomplish something and their goal needs to be clear within the first few paragraphs. This is how readers relate to and invest in your character throughout the entire story. This is also how you're going to help or prevent your characters from achieving or accomplishing their big picture story goal too. So one scene at a time. Now, I should mention that this seems to be something that confuses a lot of writers. Some writers feel like the word goal is too big or too lofty. So if you'd like, feel free to just ask yourself, what is this character trying to do in this scene? You're probably not doing your story justice if your character is sitting on the couch with no goal or ambition, waiting for the plot events to move them into action. And the reason that doesn't work is because A, your characters just don't seem real, because in real life we all have goals big and small, and B, this doesn't provide any room for conflict. If your character has no goal, then nothing can get in the way, and if there's no conflict, then you don't really have a story worth reading. So that's tip number three, give your character a specific goal in each and every scene. The next tip I have for you is to make sure that each of your scenes includes a mini arc of change. So once you know what your character wants in the scene you're working on, you can use the five commandments that I talked about in episode number 40 to help you create a mini arc of change through the conflict that your character faces. If you don't know what I'm talking about when I say five commandments, I want you to go back and check out episode number 40. I won't go through each of them here because I did a whole episode on them, but I will link to that episode in the show notes for easy reference. Basically, what it boils down to is your character needs to have a goal, they're going to face conflict as they pursue that goal, and then they will face a decision about how to move forward, thus creating a mini arc of change in your scene. And all of these mini arcs of change within your scenes are what add up to create your global arc of change across the entire story. And this is one of my favorite questions to use for editing your draft too. So in each scene, you want to look at what has changed for your character. If there's no change or if the change is rather meaningless in the context of your global story, then you can automatically know that that particular scene needs work. So anyway, that's tip number four. Make sure each scene contains a mini arc of change. The next tip I have for you is to make sure that your point of view character has agency. And this kind of relates to what I said in tip number three about giving your character a goal in each scene. So once they have a goal, they need to also have the agency to pursue that goal. They need to be able to make decisions and take actions that are going to move the story forward. And this is simply because readers are not going to latch on to a passive character that just sits back waiting for and allowing things to happen to them. 
And something I get asked a lot when I talk about character agency is some version of, well, what if my character is being held captive? And my answer is still that your character needs to have a sense of agency. So imagine if you were being held captive, wouldn't you try to do something to get out or change your circumstances? It could be anything like talking to a guard, escaping out a window, getting a glass of water, befriending another character who's also being held captive, you know, things like that. So if your character is being held captive, they're probably not just sitting in their jail cell waiting for something to happen. There's still little things they can do to try to change their situation or make things better. No matter what situation your character is in, they need to take the initiative to do something about their circumstances, even if something has negative or unforeseen consequences. More often than not, it's the negative or unforeseen consequences that make a story interesting and that force your character to ultimately grow and change. So that's tip number five. Make sure your point of view character has agency. The next tip I have for you is to show readers what your character is thinking and feeling throughout the scene. And this is super, super important. You always want to make sure to show readers how the events of the scene are affecting your point of view character. And to properly do this, you need to understand who your character is, what their worldview is, and what he or she values. You also need to have a sense of what your character is expecting, hoping for, or afraid of in each scene. This will help you frame how they understand or misunderstand what's happening around them. So in each scene, in addition to what's happening, you want to make sure to let readers inside your character's head. So what are they thinking or what are they feeling? How are they processing the events of the scene? What meaning are they taking from these events? And how will what happens externally, plus how they feel about what's happening, push them forward into the next scene? And that's tip number six. Show readers what your character is thinking and feeling throughout the scene. Readers want to feel how your character feels, so let them inside their head. The next tip I have for you is to try to advance at least one subplot per scene. In a great story, subplots develop right alongside the main plot. So once you've chosen your point of view character and once you've given them a goal and built in the scene structure that we talked about, consider how you can layer in something to move one of your subplots forward. So, for example, if you think about the first Harry Potter book, Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone, there's a scene where Madame Hooch teaches the Gryffindors and the Slytherins how to fly on a broom. In this scene, three story threads move forward. So first, it turns out that Harry is a natural on the broom, and because of that, he becomes the new Gryffindor seeker. Second, Harry stands up for Neville, strengthening their friendship. And third, Harry's rivalry with and hatred for Malfoy gets even worse. And I like this example because, in theory, Rowling could have chosen anything for Draco and Harry to fight over, but she chose to move the Neville subplot forward and pull that story through this scene. And the great thing about moving that subplot forward in this scene is that it gives us insight into Harry's character, so he stands up for his friend Neville in this scene, it gives Draco and Harry a point of contention, and it just helps the story feel cohesive and tight because there's not something random happening or, you know, causing this conflict between Harry and Draco. So anyway, that's tip number seven. Try to move at least one of your subplots forward in each and every one of your scenes. The next tip I have for you is to use the story present or whatever is happening in the present moment to trigger backstory and exposition. And what I mean by this is that descriptions of people, places, history, etc. should be directly related to what's happening in the moment in the scene. So let's say you want to convey some information about your protagonist's mother in a scene. Instead of just inserting all that information and backstory into the scene, 
build something into the story present that can trigger that little bit of backstory. So for example, let's say your character's significant other comes over and sees photos of your protagonist's mother. That could prompt a conversation about your protagonist's mom. Your character could also be out walking around town and they could see their mother's old flower shop. This could also trigger some backstory about your character's mom. When backstory or world building information or exposition is relevant to what's happening in the scene, it's context, not an info dump. The key is to only include information that readers need to know in order to understand what's happening in the scene. Otherwise, you risk losing their attention. So that's tip number eight. Use the story present to trigger backstory and exposition. The next tip I have for you is to only include dialogue that's relevant to what's happening in the present moment in the scene. And what I mean by that is that dialogue should only be used to establish context or character goals, cause or worsen conflict, reveal character decisions or changes, and other things like that. So it should have a purpose in the overall scene and the overall narrative. If your dialogue doesn't do one of these things, then you probably don't need it. It's really that simple. And that's tip number nine. Only include dialogue that's relevant to the scene you're writing. The last tip I have for you is to make sure that your scene contributes to your global story. And there are two ways I like to think about this. So first, think in terms of your external plot. Every scene should push the story forward to the main climactic moment where your protagonist either succeeds or fails in accomplishing their main story goal. And yes, this applies to subplots too. Subplots should be woven into the main plot of every scene so that they don't distract from the global arc of your story. Second, you can think in terms of your character's internal arc. So every scene should force your character to face conflict and make decisions that will help him or her grow and change. Each scene should create consequences that must be dealt with or built upon in the next scene until your character learns the lesson of the story and starts changing. This is how you're going to express your story's theme. So basically, you'll want to ask yourself, does this scene contribute to the plot of the global story? And then does this scene contribute to my character's arc or the theme of the global story? If not, it's time to reconsider the scene you're looking at to see if it warrants its place in your draft. Now, on that note, let's say you have a scene that doesn't necessarily contribute to the global story, but let's say it does show an important part of your character's backstory. If I were your coach or your editor, I would suggest finding another place to add that bit of backstory into your story where it's relevant to what's happening in a scene instead of creating a whole scene that's only purpose is to deliver that backstory. So anyway, that's tip number 10. Make sure each of your scenes contributes to the global story, both externally and internally. And there you have it. Those are my top 10 tips for writing better scenes. If you want to go check out the episode on scene structure, that's episode number 40, and I will link to it in the show notes for easy reference. Now, before I go, let's do a really quick recap of these 10 tips. Tip number one is to stick to one point of view character per scene. Tip number two is to establish where and when each scene takes place. Tip number three is to give your characters a specific goal in each scene. Tip number four is to make sure each scene contains a mini arc of change. Tip number five is to give your point of view character agency in each scene so that they can go about accomplishing their scene goal. Tip number six is to show what your point of view character is thinking and feeling throughout each scene. Tip number seven is to advance at least one subplot in each scene. Tip number eight is to use the story present to trigger any backstory or exposition. 
Tip number nine is to only include dialogue that's relevant to what's happening in each scene. And tip number 10 is to make sure that each scene contributes to the global story, both externally and internally. So that's it for today's show. As always, I want to thank you so much for tuning in and showing your support. If you want to check out any of the links I mentioned in this episode, you can find them over at savannagilbo.com forward slash podcast. And if you haven't done so already, make sure you subscribe to the show because there's going to be another brand new episode coming out next week. If you're an Apple user, I'd really appreciate it if you took a few seconds to leave a quick rating and review. Your ratings and reviews tell iTunes that this is a podcast that's worth listening to. And in turn, that helps this show get in front of more fiction writers just like you. So that's it for today's show. I'll be back next week with a brand new episode. Until then, happy writing.